You are listening to episode 888. Welcome to the Daily Meditation Podcast. I honor you for giving yourself this time to slow down and connect to the best part of who you are. That's the part you tap into when you sit down and meditate. So whether you're listening to this seated in your nice meditation space or you are walking around doing errands, lying down in your bed, it's all good. Wherever you are in your journey is just perfect. We all start somewhere. I know for myself, it started with a cup of tea. I would sit down and have a cup of tea and sit and sip it when I lived in Japan. And that got me to a point where I started to really relax and notice a stillness when I would sit quietly by myself to have some tea. And then it just evolved to where I would add a little bit more and then add a little bit more. And pretty soon I was interested in meditation and slowly started to sit and meditate and enjoy it, not feel like I was forcing myself to do something. Truly honor where you are in this journey. Don't rush it. Let yourself ease into a place of stillness. Well, I'm Mary Meckley, and I share a different meditation technique every single day on this podcast. And each technique is customized around a weekly theme. So you get to explore a particular topic in depth so you can really master it at a level where you can use the techniques to manage your stress triggers throughout the day. And I offer full guided, customized meditations every single day using the same techniques I share with you, but placed in a full guided meditation at my website. And that's at sipandom.com. So it's S-I-P-A-N-D-O-M.com. And there you can try it for two weeks free. And also, you have a private Facebook group with other people who do the guided meditations right along with you. And you get the chance to hook up with an accountability partner or partners so you can meditate virtually with people. This really helps you with your consistency. Get access to my entire library of just about 900 guided meditations. So check it out if you love to be guided in meditation. Again, it's at sipandom.com. Well, our series this week is Inner Stillness, Inner Peace. And it's by request to help people manage the stress and uncertainty associated with the U.S presidential elections. I received many messages to create a series on inner peace during times of uncertainty. In each episode in this seven-part week-long series, you've explored a different meditation technique you could do to help you manage your stress and to cultivate inner peace regardless of what's going on around you. And I've also done something a little different this week. I've shared the wisdom of great thought leaders 
throughout the ages who have cultivated rituals for inner peace. And as you've discovered, if you've been listening throughout this series, those thought leaders, every single one of them, experienced an incredibly challenging time that prompted them to create an inner peace ritual or to write an amazing novel. And so these peace rituals come out of times of uncertainty. So if you're experiencing stress associated with the current times, this may be the ideal opportunity for you to create your own inner peace ritual. So I'll be sharing with you the wisdom today of Seneca, who lived 2,000 years ago, and he was alive and well and very actively involved in the Roman political life at that time. In fact, he watched the demise of Rome, and he shares a simplicity ritual that I'll be sharing with you. Also, since this is for a Friday's meditation, although you can listen to these on any day you want, I will share with you an herbal tea because the herbs can benefit you in the same way as meditation techniques. So you get simplicity, Seneca, and lemongrass tea today. I'll start with Seneca. Seneca was born around 4 BC, and he was actually born in Spain, but he ended up living most of his life and ended his life in Italy, in Rome. And he was such an influence in the Roman Empire at that time that he became the mentor of the future Emperor Nero and he became so well liked and well loved by the rulers there as well as the people of Rome that there was a plot against the Emperor which might have resulted in Seneca's elevation to the throne and so Nero was very paranoid about being overthrown and so he ended up in AD 65 ordering Nero and others who he felt threatened his power on the throne he ordered them to commit suicide and so Seneca definitely lived in times of constant uncertainty with the different rulers of Rome at the time and so What he said in his book, Letters from a Stoic, which is one of my favorite books. You might check this book out. It's a great book. I'll link to this on my website at sippinome.com. If you just go to the podcast section and you will see uh, this series on inner peace meditations. Well, he believed very much that as Lao Tzu believed, that your things, your material possessions, and even technology burdened you, hampered you, and it creates stress. And the more you can simplify your life and connect with nature, 
So it's interesting. This is a common thread through many of the people I've shared with you this week. This will lead to great inner peace. And that it's almost impossible, Nero, or rather Seneca believed, to have inner peace with massive amounts of wealth or lots of material possessions. So here's what he has to say about simplicity. Nothing is burdensome if taken lightly, and nothing need arouse one's irritation so long as one doesn't make it bigger than it is by getting irritated. My baker may be out of bread, but the farm manager will have some, or the steward or a tenant. Bad bread, yes, you'll say. Wait then, it'll soon turn into good bread. Hunger will make you find even that bread soft and weedy. One shouldn't accordingly eat until hunger demands. I shall wait then and not eat until I either start getting good bread again or cease to be fussy about bad bread. It is essential to make oneself used to putting up with a little. Even the wealthy and the well provided for are continually met and frustrated by difficult times and situations. It is in no man's power to have whatever he wants, but he has it in his power not to wish for what he hasn't got and cheerfully make the most of the things that do come his way. And a stomach firmly under control, one that will put up with hard usage, makes a considerable step towards independence. So this is an analogy he gave for being happy with what you have, not wanting more than what you need. And then he goes on to say this, I have in fact put my spirit to a sort of test and a surprise one too, such a test being a good deal more candid and revealing. When the spirit has prepared itself beforehand, has called on itself in advance to show endurance, it is not so clear just how much real strength it possesses. The surest indications are the ones it gives on the spur of the moment when it views annoyances in a manner not merely unruffled but serene, when it refrains from flying into a fit of temper or picking a quarrel with someone, when it sees to everything it requires by refraining from hankering after this and that, reflecting that one of its habits may miss a thing, but its own real self need never do so. Until we've begun to go without them, we fail to realize how unnecessary many things are. We've been using them, not because we needed them, but because we had them. Look at the number of things we buy because others have bought them or because they're in most people's houses. One of the causes of the troubles that beset us is the way our lives are guided by the example of others. Instead of being set to rights by reason, we're seduced by convention. There are things that we shouldn't wish to imitate if they were done by only a few. But when a lot of people have started doing them, we follow along 
as though a practice became more respectable by coming more common. Once they have become general, mistaken ways acquire in our minds the status of correct ones. That's much more than I normally read from excerpts that I often share with you, but I felt like it was really essential for uncertain times because when you feel like you need something or you have to keep up with other people and what they have or you allow their wants and needs to dictate your own, it's really difficult to have a sense of inner peace. Inner peace is a freedom and when you are bound by others' beliefs or convictions and not your own, it's difficult to cultivate your own inner peace because you rely on outside external things around you in order to feel peaceful. So I'm going to guide you through a simplicity meditation technique that you can take into your meditation or into your everyday life. But I also want to share with you, as I promised, a little bit about lemongrass tea. Lemongrass tea is the herb that I selected to go along with this week's Inner Peace series because it's such an herb of simplicity. Lemongrass is often used in Asian cooking, especially Vietnamese or Thai cooking. And it's a fantastic herb to sip in a tea. It helps with digestion. It helps prevent colds and flu. And if you have a fever, it can help regulate your fever. And it's an astringent type of herb. So it helps you to boost your immunity. So you might want to try sipping lemongrass tea. You can find lemongrass pretty much in most grocery stores. Of course, online organic is always the best. So now if you'd like, you can settle yourself in to meditate or go about your day and listen to the technique I'll share with you. As you begin to relax the different areas of your body, notice what comes to mind when you think about the things you have. Are there things that you could definitely let go of? Maybe there are things you've been thinking about letting go of, but you just haven't taken that step. Imagine the sense of freedom you'll feel to let go of different things, material possessions, even people in your life that might not really support you and what you're all about, what you're trying to achieve in your life. Think of how much freedom you would have if you released these items and these people 
even from your circle of influence. It doesn't mean you have to just cut someone off and never see them again, but think about how you spend your time, the people who influence your moods the most and may even influence your desires, what you want in your life the most. Are those things really in tune with you at your core, your essence? And then think about the things you desire. Are these things that are really essential to you? Or are these things influences from others? Be very honest with your assessment of your wants and your desires. feel like to let go of some of your wants and desires continue considering ways to simplify your thoughts and things that surround you in your life. Go into your meditation at your own pace, always meditating just to the point where you could go a little further, always ending it on a high note. And as always, you are so worth slowing down for.